and then we can we can cut it. You know, like just start naturally, and then we can cut it to when we get to the good stuff. I don't know. Does somebody else want to start with the mic? Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, my name's Jessica. What's your name? I'm Mariah. I'm Charisma. I'm Ariana. So, we're just four girls who go to church together. And we just uh, started this podcast because one night, one lonely, lonely night, we just talked and we're like, oh, since we go through these things that we thought no one else could go through, um, maybe other people would too. So, yeah, we're currently at Texas Roadhouse. Hopefully, you can't hear the noise. Yes. And we're just talking about biblical and traditional housewives. And Kimba will continue from where we stopped. So, like, what's the difference? Or, like, do you think there's a difference? Yeah, so I think the main difference between traditional and biblical housewives is the perspective. Who, like, who is the focus on? Oh, okay. We don't care about that. Okay. <laughs> like, think about it. Like, the world says, like, traditional housewives, you serve your husband. And so that's why there's such a resistance on traditional housewives is because automatically when you say traditional housewife, somebody thinks, oh, the man's, like, domineering. The man's over the woman, and the woman has to serve the man. And, like, the difference between traditional and biblical is biblically, yes, you do in a capacity serve your husband, but ultimately you're, ultimately you're serving God and honoring God through your um submission to your husband and to your godhead so i think i think that main my my point is that the main difference between traditional and biblical housewives is the focus on who you're ultimately serving and knowing your place uh, okay i agree with that 100 percent. because the other day like um i was literally in a i was literally in a public area and there was a guy standing there okay he was an older man i think he was like in his 60s early 60s late 50s and he was like out of nowhere okay this lady worker was like you need to get in line and lower your voice please like you're using profanity like you need to calm down and he was like there's something wrong with this generation because there used to be a time where women would respect men if i wanted to use a potty mouth you darn well let me you sit back and i was just obviously i didn't say anything you know because like there were so many people around me but i was like this dude literally did not just say that. Okay, like, there's some people who are stuck in the mindset as far as, like, not biblically, as far as, like, my world mindset that women are supposed to stay home barefoot, respectful of the men, cooking with the, with the kid on their hip, you know? And, like, yes, a woman's supposed to care for her husband and care for their children, but I have a right to choose. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like... That's why we, we don't for, uh, follow the world. We follow what the Bible says. Because the Bible says uh, the church is the bride of Christ. Right. And women are the bride of men. So how does uh, God treat his bride? You know? That's good. So, like, that's how a biblical man is supposed to treat his bride. You don't, like, the world says a traditional wife is, like, supposed to be at home, you know, cooking and clean, doesn't have a word to say. But the biblical housewife says, the Bible says, the one who has found a good wife has found a good thing, right? That's what it says? Yeah. That's what it says. So it's like, a biblical housewife is like, the one who, to me, a biblical housewife is like, oh, the man makes the money, 
but the woman should know where the money should go exactly. how the money should yeah. go yeah if the man's job is shaky the woman should be like okay this is what we're gonna do the world says a traditional housewife is like supposed to keep quiet and let the man do everything that's not what the bible says so look at the relationship between god and his bride and the man and his bride that's how it should be yeah because the world is the world is i don't know the church is hands and feet of christ yeah so that like being a wife to a man okay, the church is the hands and feet of christ okay being a wife to a man doesn't mean that you know you don't have a say in anything or like obviously you want to be a good steward of money you can't just be like oh it's payday baby we going out to eat you know um but there are a lot of things to have a say in you know like what way do you want to raise your children do you want them um homeschool do you want them public school you know like these are the things that the couple are supposed to make together I, yeah, like there were so many good points that you were talking about while you were talking and you too no like you too like like it, it's it makes so much sense because like when you say oh you follow the world uh, and a lot of times that's where relationships go wrong is because even in like traditional conservative versus liberal m- marriages mess up all the time look at how high the divorce rate is and why it's because they're reflecting what the world is saying in the 50s they try to create the perfect housewife woman and even today they're trying to make the perfect girl boss woman you know get your grain and still marriages are falling apart people are lonelier than ever depression and anxiety rates are higher and higher and it's because they do not reflect christ in their everything most importantly their marriages and their relationships and so i think too like like you were saying like there's a difference when you reflect you when you see how god treats treats the church um you you realize that's exactly how a man should treat his wife and according to the u.s centers for disease control and prevention louisiana's louisiana's divorce rate was 2.2 which was an increase since 2020 which was the rate of 1.4 that's that's insane that amount of people getting divorced is probably more is probably the divorce rate now is probably higher than the marriage rate currently is in our social and economical climate and you know what's actually crazy about that? It says that it rose 2.2 since 2020. That means the couples who were staying home because of COVID, they couldn't hardly handle each other. You know, like, the reason that their marriage did not last, and obviously this is not from experience because I'm not married yet, but the reason that their marriage did not last is because their foundation was not set on either Christ or they rushed into a marriage or they thought that marriage is supposed to be this pretty fluffy white thing when in actual when actuality this white little puppy's running around in mud puddles and they weren't ready to bathe it and i feel like i wrote it down because like y'all were making some good points and i feel like when the world's like okay the world's like okay people are getting divorced what is happening instead of the world should be like oh why don't we try this jesus that they're talking about let's put him um him in marriages and they're like no so what they try to do is these days they make men more feminine and women more masculine and that is not that is not how to solve like the problem the the real issue is what are you doing in a relationship let's start from the basics before you see a regular couple they're already having intercourse before they get married that's the is that the foundation so like before you get married, you're already having these desires that you're acting upon. And like when you get married, you can't control it. Because you started it 
before you got married before you got married if you had that uh, what's the word what's the word self-control if you cultivated that self-control cultivated that uh, that staying away from each other like learn how to control yourself like it will go so much better okay this is good I have a point to make really quickly and you know I want my food so I'm gonna Okay, so I have to make this point really quickly because, oh gosh, I forgot it. No, yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. And you were talking about like, let's get to the root of the problem. And that's exactly what society is saying. Society is saying, oh, you're not putting enough attention on you. Self-care. You see this all the time. Self-care. Even men need self-care. Like men need me days. And it's what it's doing is it's focusing more on self and inner desires and flesh and that's why we're going wrong is because we please our innermost basis desires and we're saying oh that's why the men are becoming more feminine and the women are becoming more masculine it's because it's like the culture is teaching us what to put our focus on and anything that's not built on christ or not focused on christ will eventually fail no matter how hard you try to create those boundaries if you're focusing on self and caring for self all the time your heart is going to lead you wrong that's why i always tell the youth do not follow your heart the world tells you to follow your heart but the bible tells us your heart is despicably wicked above all else who can know it christ christ knows your heart you you ask god bind my heart god don't let me lead don't let my heart lead me you lead my heart and then i can follow you and I won't have to worry about these desires. And you mentioned the root of the problem about relationships is that they have intercourse way before marriage. So you're sitting here fulfilling these fleshly desires without self-control and discipline in emotional areas, financial areas, and in conversation-wise. You don't learn these basic building blocks of relationships, and you've already done the deed with this person. And so it's just there's no room for growth or respect there. And these days, a lot of people have been saying, oh, don't date for marriage. And that is, like, so backwards. Because, like, people these days just date for, like, vibes. So I wrote this down. I said, so what you were saying about self, the world does, like, come in, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. The world, like, tries to make you follow yourself. So the Bible says the devil is not going to coming so the devil is not gonna show up as this scary red monster who wants to take care of your children <clears throat> the devil's gonna come in as light I think that's what the Bible says about the devil yeah into something in light that's why these days that's why when people say oh love is love uh, love yourself they're saying all these things that appeal to you because it's like it sounds good to hear. Like, why wouldn't I love myself? Why wouldn't I follow what my heart wants? But that's what the devil wants you to think. That you're above all. And that's not true. God wants us to follow his word. And his word, we know that his plans for us are good. So why do you think your plan for yourself is better than his plan for you? So that's what um, I liked about your point about self. The devil will come in as light. He will come in as, oh, love is love. So anyone can love each other. A man can love a man. A woman can love a woman. Oh, love yourself. And that's how the devil is going to come in. So he's not gonna, if he comes in as this scary monster, no one's, everyone's going to run to God. So he's going to come as this loving thing. That's why, did you see the post where someone said, um, Target hired this uh, company to decorate for Pride Month? And they were like, 
the person who was decorating said the devil respects pronouns. That's how he's gonna come. He's gonna come in as like so. And what you said about people, people think that their heart is like good. And whenever you hear, if you ask a random person, um, when you die, where are you gonna go, heaven or hell? They're gonna be like, oh, heaven, because I'm, a, I think I'm a good person. Excuse me. People think only murderers and serial killers are gonna go to hell. That's the problem. People think they're genuinely good people. Yeah. Yeah. And about the biblical relationship, yeah. And these days, instead of people to talk about like, you know, the root of the problem, don't have sex before marriage. Don't go to. Don't stay in the same room with the opposite gender. People are talking about oh, make sure he makes six figures before he get married. People are talking about um, don't let him be the boss. People are talking about like the wrong things. Do you guys want to talk? Should we pause it? Should we eat? Like. Okay, and actually, I want to add to what she just said. I can already hear, and I know that people can't, you know, like, comment on these things, but I can already hear people, you've got to you gotta love yourself before you learn how to love others. And don't get me wrong, that's not what we're saying at all. We're not saying that you can't have self-worth. We're not saying that you can't take a day to yourself to really collect. But when you take a day to yourself, yeah, air quotes. I'm sorry, because it's like the Bible does say the greatest commandment after, so the greatest commandment is, Love God with all your heart, heart, your mind, or your soul. And then after that, love your neighbor as yourself. Nice. How can you love your neighbor as yourself if you don't if love you yourself? Don't love yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's good. No, that's good. That's good. But when you do, air quotes, take a day to yourself, you need to take a day to yourself to reflect yourself in God. Lord, what steps do you want me to take? Where do I need to be looking? Is my self-worth in the way my body looks? Is my self-worth in the way that I praise you? Is my self-worth in the way that I run my household? That's the way that you need to love yourself. If you love what the Lord is doing through you, then you'll love yourself. Because if the Lord, if you ask for the Lord's will to be done, and He allows His will to be done in your life, you literally ask for that. You're going to love that. But if you search within yourself and the Lord's will is not being done within your life, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. And, like, people talk about, like, okay, this kind of is, like, double-fold. When they talk about, like, oh, going far with somebody physically before marriage, they're saying, oh, it's good for you because it will benefit your marriage as far as the physical later on. Right, right. Like, like take a test ride before you actually make a purchase. That kind of mentality kind of falls in line with what mariah was just saying she's like <laughs> we are not cars but but it kind of falls in line with what mariah was saying like if you don't know how to regulate your emotion excuse me <laughs> sorry to regulate your emotions to regulate your self-worth to regulate your your the way you enjoy and have happiness in christ you will never be able to please anybody else and so with that being said the joy that you can bring to a marriage, the experience and knowledge that you can bring to a marriage will be way better if you please God before you try and please a man in any kind of flesh. So you have to, how do you please God? How can you balance this physical with the man, with the woman before marriage is that you honor purity, you honor holiness and you value your body as the temple of Christ and he will send you the man that needs you. And I guarantee you when he sends you the man that, that wants you and that needs you, um, he that that honors you the way it needs to be honored as a man of God. He will not. He will be glad that you sustained your purity, that you kept your holiness, and that you are a godly girl. And if you ever did make a mistake, you know the fact that you're turning around 
trying to honor God in the present and for your future, he's going to he's going to respect that way more than if you had um, gone around and made mistakes like that. This is why it's important to be equally yoked. Yes. It's very important because when you said when you value your body, does your partner understand that you have the Holy Spirit in you? Does he want, like, your partner? You, for example, if you have a partner, you don't want to do anything that would make him and the Holy Spirit be a conflict. Like, make your actions, like, don't, like, if you're my partner, right? No. And, like, I wouldn't want to do anything to make her be far from God, you know? I wouldn't want to tempt her. I, would, I, do, I wouldn't want to tell her, come to my house at 9 p.m. when no one's around. You know, I want to bring her closer to God. I want to push her closer to God. I don't want to do anything. Um, and these days when I think about dating, I think about when I see a guy and I'm like, mm, you know, if I tell God to tell him, like, God, if he's my partner, can you tell him to give me a letter, for example? The way Haley and Kay's um, story was, you know your story, right? I know two other people who has the same story. I think about it, I'm like, this guy, like, can he hear from God? Can he hear from God? Because if you tell God, God tell him to give me a letter. Can does he have that patience? Does he have that spirituality to actually hear from God? And that's the that's the only way. I I'm, I heard this from a podcast, by the way. So it's not my it's it's not my idea. It's from Karen Adekora. If you're listening to this, I love you, girl. But yeah, that's that was where um, I learned it from. When you like a guy, the first thing that's the first checklist. If he can hear from God. And then from there, you're good. Oh my goodness. That was such a good point. Yes. Because no matter how many things they check off of your checklist, yeah. if they can't hear from God or yeah. if they refuse to listen to God yeah. and wait on God and hear from God instead of himself and his yeah. desires for relationship, then what is your future? And I say this and I know some I'm going to get some eye rolls or whatever in the comments. Go ahead and hate on me. But from the one relationship that I did have, that was the most important thing when you said, does he honor your relationship with God and does he push you closer to God? Or was he constantly pushing against your boundaries? And then not only that, that's why it's so important. Like you said, yes yeah yeah so like or also like it could be not even sin, but you can feel conviction off of it and you just be flat flat bare um uncomfortable with something and does he respect your boundaries even when it's something that he doesn't feel a conviction on is it that's where i think like equally you come into comes into play because like if he is sensitive to god and he is sensitive to you and you are meant to be on the same level of playing field like he will he will respect your decisions even when it's not x y and z even it's not black and white sin he will be like oh i respect your desire and i and i respect you for your desire to have these boundaries for your desire to have these goals in christ i'm gonna push you to be that way and i'm gonna push myself to be a leader to go above and beyond your boundaries and your expectations instead of always constantly pushing you back pushing you back away from your boundaries trying to do more that you're uncomfortable with and um I was holding the mic upside down. <laughs> I hope it caught that. But <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So the whole thing is we're talking about traditional housewives versus biblical housewives. And at the end of the day, I think we made some excellent points. I think we made it like for young and old apart. I heard, um, I didn't hear it actually, I saw it on Facebook, my mom sent it to me, <laughs> she sent it to all of us, <laughs> love when moms do that, <laughs> they send you something on Facebook, but it was like a testimony of this woman 
And she was like, I used to think loneliness was not being in a relationship. I used to think loneliness was looking at other people's relationship and desiring a partner. But now, after having gone through a divorce, after having gone through childless fathers, uh, no, fatherless children, I know what loneliness is. And she's talking about how she had to get a divorce because her husband was unfaithful and how she can look back. And she's like, I wish I had paid attention to the men that were dwelling in the altars that were tearing in the altars that were praying instead of the guy that was always the first to leave the church and always the first to go out into the car and stuff like that and she's like now i know true loneliness and heartbreak is not waiting on the right man true loneliness and heartbreak is marrying the wrong man and having to deal with the aftermath of all of that i will tell you too one thing my mom always says is forever is a long time to be married to the wrong guy it is a very long time to be married to the wrong guy. So if you take anything from this very deep first session is wait on the Lord. If Even if all your friends are getting married next week and you don't have a date to go to the wedding with, even if all your friends are, you get on Facebook and all they're all married, they're all dating, they're all having babies. Oh, well, sis, I am in the same boat with you. I'm 24, single and proud, okay? Wait on the Lord. Forever is a long time to be with someone who sucks. True. True. And not only, like, if you don't have any prospects. Also, I would like to add to that, Mara. That's a good point. Do not be with somebody just because they're there. Just because it's available. Availability does not equal compatibility. I will say that again because I was so good. Availability... Yes, save for the ones in the back that had their phones on their face. Availability does not equal compatibility. So let's say you have that meeting where you're going to that event where everybody is married, everybody's in a relationship, everybody's engaged, having babies, whatever. Don't be comfortable with somebody just because they're available. You wait on the right one. And I think that's, a, that, that's I don't know how long this broadcast has been, but it's probably too long. Do you have anything you want to add, Ariana? he was like when he was like um he was like he was talking about like how the girls how they'll be like he has uh, <laughs> no he was, victor jackson love reverend victor jackson he was he's had a message one time and it was like roll your eyes on all that girl how every time she gets in a relationship he, she goes on and on about her man like oh he's my world he's my world and then she gets another boyfriend she's like oh he's my world he's my world he was like man girl what you trying to build a galaxy with all these worlds you know so you never want to get so comfortable with somebody like that and that's not what you're talking about oh go ahead he was like uh she was like he has like uh he has a huge nose or something but we can fix that we can fix that you know like you know what i'm talking about you know you don't know what i'm talking about yeah i don't know i don't get it like it was a message that he would be preached and it was about how uh he, like the girls lower their expectations because to meet that what they can have uh, and there. that's good I didn't know that's where you were going with that but that's good that's awesome they they lower yes they settle that's right that's good that's a good point that's a nice cherry on the top don't settle Man, I know, I have met some really gorgeous girls who have settled, and the guy is not even that handsome, and he's not even, like, super nice. It's just because they were there at a time where they were lonely, 
and now they feel like they can't do any better. Not saying it's all about the physical, but also like how they treat a woman. Man, I feel like this deserves a part too because I can go on and on about yeah. women and men and relationships. Because you're looking for a Christian guy doesn't mean you should settle. Okay? Um, you should have standards. If you're not attracted to him and he's the best prayer warrior and you know you don't have a desire for him, please don't, don't do it because it's like, oh, you know, he prays three hours a day. No. If you don't physically like him like and your spirit isn't attached to him like that's not an excuse to go because that's that's also a wrong decision uh you should have standards like if you're in school and you have a future you have a plan ahead you're like oh i want to do this i want to get this job i want to do this the person you're uh looking at can the person push you up or is the person gonna wake up on monday at 6 a.m and like oh let's pray for 24 hours when the bible says he will bless the work of your hands is he lazy like it's not just about the religious aspect it's about like he should be a man the bible talks about blessing the work of his hand like what's the word for the lazy man there's no food for a lazy man something like that yeah but you should have standards that doesn't mean you should look for a christian guy with eight figures in his account but like let the holy spirit guide you basically yeah that doesn't mean I, I, I can't stand women who like have degrees and like are educated and have like successful and like the person they get married to is like a bum. Yes, yes. our pastor says that all the time. I, I can't I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. So so I don't want to hear the men saying, oh well you're materialistic. No, no, I have standards and goals. Okay, thank you. And okay, Charisma saying that we should do a part two, and I think that's a great idea. And I think in our part two, maybe that's when we can bring in maybe a married couple, married couple, and you know they can give us their views of you know how they look to God when they were in the um, in the searching, you know. So um, I think this is where we're gonna end our first episode. And uh, if you stuck around through all the babble, we thank you so much. Um, Thank you for giving, you know, us our, your time to, you know, pick each other's mind and give, you know, our opinions. And just remember that you are valued. Um, you should be valued in your own eyes, but you're definitely valued in the eyes of the Lord. Um, so, I'm Mariah. Thank you for sticking around. And in case there's nobody out there in this great big vast world listening, um, I feel like this has blessed me. I feel more edified i feel more strengthened for my own weight on the lord so this has been fun i i look forward to the part two and i'm signing off charisma vidal thank you for spending 26 minutes and 58 seconds of your life with us um hopefully you learned something i definitely learned something um my name is jessica and this is me signing out Thank you for being here with your thank you for being with us tonight. This is me, Ariana, signing off.